Monday, September 28th. Hello, it's about uh, 3.59 as we kick things into podcast gear. Hi, Alex. Hey, It's a little, not staticky, it's a, it sounds like it's raining where you're at. I'm in a room that has a bit of a higher ceiling. <laughs> That's what it is. So, describe, by the way, we're going to be joined by some guests, some, some police officers here in just a couple of minutes. Ooh. So you better be I like them. You better be I like your... a person in uniform. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why you like Thomas, right? <laughs> you going to say I better be on my best behavior? I will not. <laughs> you better be on your best behavior. Uh, they're going to join us in just a couple of minutes, so we're going to be we're going to be doing those guys, and then we're going to get to our usual podcast stuff. But describe to me how you do this, because I thought a couple of weeks ago. Remember when your power went out? Yeah. You know you don't have to do this on your computer, right? I'm not. I'm on my phone. Okay, good. Because you were doing that on your computer, right? No, I was on my phone. Really? And you when still... the power when the power went out, my internet went out immediately, and it and that's what cut us off. Don't you have like a G? You're I a, don't, you're a I don't know. beautiful black woman. You got some kind of G in your life. Three G, four G, O G. So I am not um, efficient in those things and or knowledgeable. I haven't updated my phone. Apparently Thomas is pressuring me to update my phone. I haven't updated it in since, I don't know. I don't know, since the Stone Age. <laughs> so, I don't know. I could have, I could have, I don't know if I'm connected. So if my internet source goes out, then my data kicks in or my right. G, yep. my um, like G wagon. I don't know, something. No, like uh, you'll 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 hear something, you'll get a notification. Like yo yo yo, what up, Alex? It's the main G right here. I got you on that that high speed. No, 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 nope, nope, no. All right, missed the G spot. Oh, uh, not the first time. <laughs> Clever. Um, so the officer is going to join us a couple of minutes because uh, TPD is doing some hiring, and I wanted you. Yay. I already I already cleared Janet out of the way. You did. I did. I, uh, okay. I took care of Janet earlier. I'm going to tack her to the end of the podcast so we can talk to the officers and then dive into some things. Did, did you listen to that song? I did. Are, do you think we're on the same page with that or you know where I was going with it? I believe so. I have some ideas, though. Okay. And maybe I'm just overthinking it, but if we don't overthink things, we don't have any content, and then and then that's not good. Then I have no mm-hmm. job. Like, again, mm-hmm. um, how's your Monday been so far? It has actually not been too bad. I am pleased with the gloomy weather and the clouds that have come over us because I feel like I've had enough sunshine for my liking. I'm very, um, what's the lady from Hocus Pocus where she's like, another glorious morning makes me sick. Like that's how I feel. So it was nice to wake up on a cloudy day. And um, today was my first day back at work. We were quarantined for a couple weeks. It's my first day, so I had a little more pep in my step. It's nice. It's a nice Monday for me. What about Excellent. you? Um, I got up earlier than I should have and was kind of, I, I know like people would kill to have this problem, but I was kind of bored <laughs> um, because I was up so early and I just came into work. I was over here at work at like noon today mm-hmm. um, and I was just chomping at the bit to get some content ready. And have been working on some other things, and now here we are. It's 4 o'clock. Bored. I um, need help with my LinkedIn profile. I need you to look at it and tell me what I need to do. 
I don't do LinkedIn. I'm not savvy. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a LinkedIn person. When I was uh, sans job a couple of years ago, people uh, of all kinds, even ex-radio people were like, you need to get on LinkedIn. I'm like, I, I mean, I did, and I never curated it, and I just focused on content elsewhere, so I'm not your person for that. But on that note, remember to get me that survey you want me to fill out. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And is, is here the, the uh, an appropriate place to ask people to, to hop on that? Uh, no, because it's okay. specific to people we reach out to. So we, um, we are intentionally going to certain people to look for feedback compared to the community as a whole. Okay, because you, you know we have a lot of mental health wannabe crusaders who tune in here. I know we do. <laughs> I know we do. Okay, well, yeah, when you can get me that survey... Um, and we have one of our fantastic police officers. Uh, let me know if I pronounce your name correct. Sergeant Mike Kurgin. You nailed it, Eric. Did Great I job. Get it? You God. did. You did. Eric for the win. <laughs> um, and here, this is the easy one. This is Officer Stephen Bates. Hello. Hey, hey, hey Steve. Eric. Hey, how are you? We can barely hear you. Can you crank yourself up a little bit? I will. I will. Hey, guys. Hey, Alexandria. How are you? Ooh, he's fancy, Alexandria. Oh my goodness. Are you in your uniform right now? <laughs> I am. Alex, I, yes. I, I said uh, my co-host Alexandria would be on with us because I didn't oh, want to put Alex. Well, I, I didn't want to put Alex because with no one seeing one another here, we got people in all different connections. I didn't want they them to think you were a dude. So <laughs> thought I might well, have some Alexandria, it, that, that's a beautiful name, so I, yeah. I had to say the whole thing. Oh, you flatter me, thank Hit, you. Hitting on the co-host. <laughs> I know. Steve, are you sounding better? Let me hear you. Eric, can you hear me? Uh, you sound really distant. Still. Okay, hold on one second. Can you hear he me sounds now? like he's on a walkie-talkie, so it's really authentic. Yeah, like he's talking into his shoulder there. Yeah. How about now? Nope, not any good. Are, are Do you have a microphone on your earbuds or whatever you're using? Yeah, it's just kind of one of the iPhone ones. That should be working perfectly then. Hmm. Hey, how about that? No, not even worse. How about this, Steve? Will you do me a favor? Will you call? I'm going to give you a number. You can call us up and we'll wire you in with the phone, okay? Okay, that works. I can try a different pair we, right now. We, we came prepared. We brought a second pair of headphones so we can give that one a quick try. Perfect. I'm there. Perfect. There you go. Do, do I call you Steve? Hey, or you Ste sorry about that. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Are you Steven, your Officer Bates? How, how should we talk to you yep. here? Nope, yep, Officer Bates. Officer, Officer Bates and Sergeant Kurgin, did I get, and I got that right too, right? You did. I, I'm very impressed. It's, awesome. it's a short last name, but people mess it up all the time. I, I, do, take pride <laughs> in, I do take pride in pronouncing things correctly, and then after, uh, after a while, I'll, I'll forget stuff, but I, I will remember names. Well, um, Sergeant Kurgin, uh, Officer Bates, thanks for joining us today. Thanks to, uh, shout out to my, my buddy. She's just Taylor. My buddy Aww. Taylor, Taylor mm -hmm. Dungeon for connecting us. She's because, the best. She is the best. She is not the best. Officer what? Officer Hassan is the best. Mm -mm, Taylor's the best. You know, no. I met her because I needed TPD for something, and she was the officer that came. Was she? She was. I was in a pickle. In a pickle. I uh, was. No, Taylor is great, but she's no Officer Hassan, who I know had to. He missed some of his calling this summer by not being able to take the ice cream truck out, but. Um, it is what it is. Guys, uh, I connect with Taylor because I saw that TPD has come into some money, and that allows you guys to, to do some hiring again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah Eric, you, you got that right. Um, we're, we're super excited. We're kicking off our efforts this week, actually. Um, come Thursday, October 1st, our application period's starting, and we're, we're super pumped to get some new recruits in here. Uh, awesome. officer, officer Bates, this is uh, I, one of the things I'd like to point out when, when this comes across my radar is it pays pretty darn well. It's it's good money. Now, granted, there's a lot of things that you got to get through and accomplish first, but it's it's good money. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it is good money. Um, it's a good, you know, good paying job for Toledo with excellent benefits. And, uh, you know, people don't understand or realize that when you're in our police academy, which is roughly seven months long, you're working Monday through Friday, uh, learning all the state and city policies and procedures on policing, you're actually going to be paid roughly 25 an hour um, mm-hmm. sitting in that classroom. That's amazing. Awesome. Um, wh- where'd that money come from? Not We don't have to get into the weeds with that a whole lot, but where'd that money come from? And I know one of the uh, the mayor's initiatives and, and things he wants to accomplish is make sure that we, ha- we are up to quota with officers and fire department as well. Can you guys talk about that a little bit, uh, uh, Sergeant Kurgeon? Yeah, yeah, I could speak to that. Um, the mayor's goal has always been, you know, to hire 40 or so officers every year. So, so the money's traditionally always budgeted for that. Now, obviously, we had the effects of the pandemic this year, so that that number was reduced to 25. Um, but we were fortunate enough where there was some grants that were applied for that uh, gained us an additional six um, roster spots, if you will. So we're up to uh, 31. We're hoping to hire for this class we're recruiting for. Awesome. Um, I'll ask the challenging question. Um, it's not even the elephant in the room. And for let me uh, paint the scenarios here a little bit. I don't know how many people in, in, in inner cities listen to this podcast. Probably very few. Um, Alex, doing what she does, uh, has connections to people in that community as well. But mm-hmm. obviously, it's been a tense six months. Um, and things seem to get hotter all the time with every ensuing incident. Uh, I like to think that if one of the ways that you can be a, an agent of change is um, in addition to protesting, but maybe being a part of the police force. Is that any kind of the messaging that's going to go forward with all, any of this? Oh, yeah. Eric, you, you, you nailed it right there. Um, that is totally one of our goals. Um, one of the most important things to us is we want, and this is Chief Crawl's goal as well, we, we want a department that accurately represents the, the demographics of the city of Toledo. And we're using that as a, a kind of a fun recruiting challenge right now. We, we know that people are seeing stuff in the media, on TV, and it's making them very upset. And we want to connect with those people, and, and you said it correctly, we want them to know that, hey, you could be the difference in your community. You could be the one you know, bringing in new ideas to the table, thinking outside the box. Be that positive change in the community that you want to see. And we're super excited to start, me and my team, to start getting out in the community, locating those people, and uh, getting them interested Good. in police work. What, what's that? What's that conversation like? Because um, I'm I'm sure there are some barriers to, to break down. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, number one, I mean, we, we understand sometimes when we go to these events, we're in uniform and we can be intimidating. But um, kind of like just being on your show and people getting to know our personalities. Like we're all human. We're all super approachable, and you kind of just start off talking about yourself and getting to know know the people personally like on a human to human level before you really start diving into what all our job entails and I think that's going to be the most important thing to us we just want to connect with people you know human to human and learn what their interests are what their goals in life are and we want to show how they can accomplish those goals 
by being part of our police uh, department. This is cool. You guys brought you brought your own sound effects. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say TPD's yeah. finest is out there, right on time. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> more, more of the stage setting and why it was important for me to get us all together today, Alex included, because Alex is a person of color, um, mm -hmm. but again, also in the community. Alex, do you want to say where you work? And I know we can get in a little trouble with that, but I think it'll create some context. So I actually work with neighborhood properties, um, and I know that uh, we have worked with TPD officers uh, many times um, because what we do is we house homeless individuals in Lucas County. So specifically homeless individuals that are living with a serious mental illness or um, suffering from some sort of substance use challenge. So when somebody calls you guys, when you, they call an officer and they say, there's this homeless guy that's outside of my business and won't leave, or there's this person that's talking to himself and scaring people. Perfect example, there was someone on the internet posted to a group, um, Backpacks for Humans, and they said, there's somebody that comes out and he's talking to himself and I don't know what to do, somebody help me. And I said, you need to call neighborhood properties, call our outreach team, we'll come out, pick this person up and get them to a safe environment. So it's we made a connection with TPD that way and that if you guys are dealing with the homeless population, um, you can call us and we will make that connection for you. We will come out and talk to that person so it doesn't escalate to them needing jail time, something of, something of that nature. Guys, I didn't want to have you on to, to break down um, anything like uh, unbundling the police or anything like that, but I did. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have the context of Alex here doing what she does, being a person of color, going back to how do you go into the to the, some of these communities where people mm -hmm. who are very much against police or have a bad taste in their mouth. Alex, is there any insight you could offer to the guys? Because those are exactly the kind of people that we need on the police force. To compliment you guys highly, yep. and I'll let you hop in, Alex, I forget what it was. It was like two years or so ago. Um, it was a Friday night, like a June, and I forget what neighborhood it was, but we had a shooting, and the mayor and, and the chief had to scramble real fast, and we could have turned into a really ugly spot on cable news for an entire weekend, oh, yeah. but it was handled so perfectly. You guys, were getting, right. you guys were getting yelled well, at well, by because, people. Because they aired the video quick, you know? Yeah. 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 It, uh, yeah. And you guys were top of the game that day. And, and we want to have more things like that. Actually, we don't want situations like that at all. But good community policing where we're all getting along and helping one another. I think what, um, you know, one of the things that really matters most in some of those communities and the communities that I've certainly lived in and still live in is um, seeing seeing officers there even when there's not a problem so when there's kids and families that are maybe outside interacting with each other and there's an officer that just walks up to see how your day is going or what are you guys up to i know that there's you know i know in this case and i've experienced it myself there's a lot that goes on and there's you know you may not always have that time but putting in that extra effort of just engaging with the community and getting to know um, community members out there really makes a difference and i think also i have always enjoyed my reactions. I mean, I am one of those people where I do get afraid, you know, if I get pulled over or if an officer is driving around, I, my heart rate increases a little bit. And that's years of things that I can speak to on a, at another time. But um, there, if I do get pulled over or if something does happen and, you know, the officer comes to my window or once that interaction occurs, I feel like I'm being talked to with respect and treated with respect. Even just your general tone, you know, the tone, the casualness, hey, how are you? You know, something like that. It, it makes all the difference. Guys, I have a question. Mm -hmm. and I've... That, 
But that's that's the approach we're trying to take with this whole recruiting campaign, right there. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I've noticed. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things? Like, it's all current event stuff, but more pandemic stuff. What's life been like for you guys being uh, on the force, a sergeant, an officer? What's what have things been like the last five or six months with all the COVID stuff floating around? How has that affected your jobs? And why might that make someone want to join the force or at least some things they should have a heads up on moving forward? I'll be honest, Eric. I, it, it, it's been the same. For, I mean, this is from day one when I hit the streets to now. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I treat each day the same. I treat the people the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like Alex said, I'm trying to come down on a more on a more personal level with them and more um you know to understand those those challenges that they have and to look at all these different solutions for those challenges to find mm-hmm. the best one right mm-hmm. and, and again it's the same approach we're taking for this recruiting effort like i, I grew up at Monroe and upton okay I, i'm from mm-hmm. some of these areas where where some of the uh people in that community don't have the, the greatest respect for us right now but, but I want to get back out there and let those guys know that, hey, we, you want to make a change? Well, this is, this is how. And, and we yep. care about your community as well. You know, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a this first, is your chance to help. There's the first thing I thought of. And, again, I, I, I can't go talk to these people um, because it's not where I live. But, yeah, a thousand percent. I was thinking of we just had protests uh, a weekend or, or so ago after the Breonna Taylor situation. I thought, you know what? Not that this is a great marketing idea, but this is how I think, you know what, TPD is hiring. Hey, you want to protest? I have a great way, way for you to be a part of change as well. We're paying you to be in the academy. Can I ask um, you guys, and this maybe because it's personal to my household, um, I talk about my boyfriend Thomas a lot. He's at, He wants to be an officer as well. What do you say to that person um, in the community that might be considering um, applying, but maybe they have some things on their record that they would have to explain. Um, and or your, I mean, and I'm, just to be honest, your physical exam is very intimidating. Thomas is six foot five, a solid 330 pounds. You know, he passed everything but the running portion. So what do you say to that person who is considering it, but they might be a bit intimidated because maybe they do have a little bit of a record or, you know, big or small, maybe Mm -hmm. they are concerned about passing that exam. Are there gyms that, you know, that you would recommend that you maybe work with that can specifically work on those things? Are there, are there any resources like that in our community that can help somebody get to um, passing? So I, I absolutely love that question because those are people you know, we're trying to target the, the people who maybe traditionally didn't think from the time they were born, hey, I want to be a police officer, but right, now exactly right. on, like, hey, you know, I, this is an opportunity to make a difference. Yeah. And answer those questions and, and to just reach out to the audience if other people are feeling this way. You know, you, you got to come in, you got to sign up. I mean, even if you think you have something that might prevent you, please sign up, take the test, go through mm-hmm. our application process. We do have background investigators. And, and sure, you know, we want you to be honest through the process, but it, it's very involved and there are certain things that you would be amazed could get, you know, waived throughout the process with like a proper explanation. So, sure. so we don't we don't want to deter people from thinking, hey, I, I made a mistake, you know, one time in my life, but deep down in your core, you're a very good person. We understand mm-hmm. everyone's human. So to speak to that point, yes, please. And, and please encourage him to apply um, <laughs> as, as well as anyone else listening that might be feeling that same way. And and to the point about like the uh, the physical fitness standards, um, 
right now, if you go to our website, or our recruiting website, I should say, tpdhire.com, there's actually a nice video on there that breaks down the um, exercises step-by-step -step that you'll need to pass. Mm -hmm. And it's like mm -hmm. super convenient. They give you some helpful tips on what to do. They show you proper form. And, and one thing like me and the recruiting team are, are looking to do is, is maybe once we start getting people through the application process, we might look to meet up one day in like a COVID safe manner and kind of mm -hmm. run through the, the exercises with them and give them some encouragement, some tips that work yeah. for us. Yeah. And, you know, I, in my opinion, that's just another way to keep them engaged throughout the recruiting process and, and let them know we care and let them know we, we want you in our department. I think that's going to be that difference, especially if you are. What I do personally with work is I hire people with that life experience. If you have if mm -hmm. you have a record, I'm probably going to hire you because you have grown beyond that experience and now you're going to use it to help another person. So I think that I understand, you know, as an officer, you guys have obligations and guidelines that you have to follow, you know, but really looking at those people that do have that history and do have that record because that's what they're going to use to relate to another person. Right. I agree. Uh, Officer Stephen Bates, Sergeant Mike Curzon. Uh, guys, any final thoughts as we wrap up here? TPDHire.com. you got to fill out a, a, an interest card first, correct? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. What, what, we're, what we want people to do is October 1st, go ahead and apply. Anytime from, from October 1st on, you can just go to that TPD Hire site and apply. Okay. And from there, you'll go to the city's webpage and fill out the application. And from there, you'll also be linked to the National Testing Network uh, exam where you're going to sign up and schedule a date to take that exam. Awesome. If you're a city of Toledo resident, um, that, that if you can prove that you're a resident from a utility bill or a state ID or driver's license, um, there's going to be a voucher provided to you that will waive the uh, $49 exam fee. Cool. Oh, good. And you know. it, if I could get one more point across, too, with, with what we're trying to do, we, I mean, our, our biggest mission is, is, like I said before, we do want this department to represent, you know, the demographics of this city. And one of our goals is we want to make this test as accessible as possible to people. Um, currently, as it stands, uh, you, you go to um, Owens Community College to take the test. Um, that's, that's a great system, but we want to expand on that. And we're looking for anyone listening any like members of the community with influence, if you have access to a high school or an event center or a mm. church or community center, what, what have you, if you'd be willing to, to reach out to us and maybe coordinate um, that to become a testing location that, that could you know, be in people's backyards instead of having to you know, travel or whatnot, I, we think that's gonna be a good way to, to make it more accessible to uh, people in the, in the city. Um, it's hard these days in any job, There's particularly uh, first responders to bat a thousand. But you guys, at least in my opinion, have a have a darn good batting average with uh, Chief Crawl's leadership and um, somebody like Hassan manning the ice cream truck and Taylor getting pizza <laughs> for everybody. I hope yep. I get to meet, I hope I get to meet you guys sometime. Um, in the in some of the past recruited classes, my friend Jen Wakefield from a variety of things, we've been invited out by Robert. I forget Robert's last name. Casper Zach. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. To do some uh, <laughs> mental health engagement with uh, with the recruits. And it, it, I think there was one sergeant, a, a woman who I made cry one time. But uh, hmm. we appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, some of the things that go on in between the ears of unhealthy people like myself at times. So to give you guys some expertise. So I hope to meet you guys sometime. And thank you very much for the time. Well, Eric, you've had me on before for the some of the hockey events we've done before. Oh. oh. Okay. 
Um, the last <laughs> yeah, was... so, so that's another thing we kind of push is we got like a little bit of a, a athletic department here now, you know. So any you know hockey players and basketball wow. players. Yes. And, uh, uh, the, we're, the, we're softball players. We're, we could use some help against Toledo Fire, so definitely we'll take some of the athletes as well. Uh, hey, what's this six-seven guy doing here? Uh, I don't yeah. know. He doesn't want to be a police officer, but he's got a hell of a fastball, and he can dunk left-handed. <laughs> exactly. Wait, did, did the last game get caught up in COVID stuff? I feel like there was something going on, and then COVID um, hit. The hockey game? Softball. So, no, we played hockey last December. Um basketball and I think or basketball might have played it was softball that didn't play mm. okay good stuff well good to chat with you again I, I miss having guy. I miss having anybody in the studio but uh, Officer Bates thank right. you uh, Sergeant Curgeon thanks very much I appreciate it and uh, give Taylor if you see her a heads up mm-hmm. thank, thank her for getting you guys connected with us and we'll keep throwing it out there tpdhire.com and all the other details that's right Thank you. And that email, Eric, is uh, tpdrecruitment at toledo.oh.gov. Anybody who has any questions, they can just shoot them that way. Okay. That, that's a long one, but I'll, I'll put it out there somehow. <laughs> I, I think you have it somewhere. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you All both. Right, thanks thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, have a good day. Yeah, of course. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, Alex. Uh, tomorrow's International Coffee Day. I know. I missed there, the mark. I didn't realize that. There's, uh, there's some specials. Every day is International Coffee Day for me. I know, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, we're back. Uh, okay. you, Hill and Burn, you want to? You add something? Oh no, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I talked over my talking point for what I do for work and how it pertains to TPD. You can just edit that out. Do you want me to? If you think you need to, otherwise, I, no. It's I don't fine. think so. Okay. I, I knew it was gonna be a little. Uh, it was gonna be a little wonky trying to get everybody on the same page here. I think it worked. And I didn't want to be like my black friend is here, but my black friend <laughs> is here, and I was thinking to myself, I wanted to make sure that I asked the questions correctly because it's not like people from Lagrange are listening to the podcast. But I wanted any way that we could because this is a, this is a great time to be recruiting because it is. like them somebody might like give them a look when they're coming into the neighborhood but you know what they get Mm -hmm. to go hold on a second but i also i think that there's a lot of substance that you can gain from people who might you know it might they might have a more difficult time getting in based on how you know tight the requirements are but like if you have somebody who might have had their license suspended once or twice still consider them you know what i mean if you have somebody who might have had you know a non-violent assault or something on their record a decade ago you should still consider them you know you what are what are we doing are we expecting these people from these communities to have perfect records good question you know think about that and the only reason i say that is because that's some that's in my household we talk about that and that's you know thomas has been working really hard to get himself into the academy and you know we usually we have attempted once and gotten as far as a physical exam, but you know, there were some things that halted that. So, you know, what are you doing to help those people get through? I know in Detroit, they even have certain gyms that you can go to and classes that the officers put on for those people who need extra help passing the physical agility test. And that is, I really appreciate something like that. That's that extra step to get people in the door. 
you're totally right. I was uh, I was thinking about this as well, where my head is, you know, we need more people in these communities on the police mm-hmm. force so they can be agents of change and connect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Connect with people and, you know, we don't have to get violent with things because there yeah. are other ways to, to dial yeah. down certain situations or maybe you have an officer who came from a neighborhood. We've seen all these things and all kinds of dramas on TV for the years. This guy's Ice T's character on SVU. <laughs> um, yeah. But or to, Chicago PD. Who's the who's the one from the hood or from the from whatever neighborhood there? I don't know. I just know this. I think so. The one Cats. that always wears the scully cap. They all, it's Chicago, they're all cold, but you're, you're right. No, there's one dude that goes into the inner cities and can speak the language. But you're right, though, because there are probably people there who have things on their record that people in other communities do not. And there's yeah. a difference between, like, what you said, like, some idiot misdemeanor when you were 17 mm-hmm. and or you stole a car. Not everything yeah. is going to eliminate you from being something that, that really helps everybody out. And I want to see that. I want to see that. And I think... First of all, TPD is awesome, and this is not a critique of them at all, but that extra step of, you know, talk to those people who might be afraid because of their record. Have a couple classes that you have a couple times a year to help people meet that physical agility um, standard. Take that extra extra step, because I guarantee there's people who want to do those things and will do those things, and it also shows their dedication before they even get into the academy. All right, let's, uh, let's switch gears here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, I apologize for cheating on Sonny with Ruby. Oh, I, <laughs> I had, that was an authentic reaction for me. I'm like, who the fuck is this dog? Because that is not Sonny, and she is in the doggy hospital right now. <laughs> she, like, She's down who is for, that? down for a couple of minutes, and Eric is sticking his hands on some other corgi's ears. Yeah, how dare you? So, so I can't ever recall. I've never been that close to a corgi before, not for such a long period of time. Yeah, and, you've never met Sunny, actually. Well, I, I mean, I've seen corgis, but I've never, like, this one was laying next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby does high fives, and she she was a, a great dog and can be a little little whiny, a little mm-hmm. needy, but she was, she was great. She was actually, I guess corgis don't have a lot of energy. <gasps> corgis have a ton of energy. Do they? They're supposed to. It depends on their age, though. That's actually, they tell you if you're considering a corgi, they're energetic dogs, so please have the time for them. Maybe Ruby's just lazy because apparently my affection towards her wore her out. Oh, yeah. Sunny, Sunny can be pretty lazy as well. She's an apartment dog, so, you know, her, her energy comes when we take her to the dog park or when we take her for walks, which is daily. But um, I think Petey has too much energy for her, so she just kind of checks out. So she's more of a lap dog for us compared to Pete. Uh, my friend Josh, was whose house I went over yesterday, mm-hmm. said that he he walks Ruby all over downtown. Ruby has quite a has a reputation that precedes her all over downtown Toledo. Okay. And uh, I I don't know if this person was homeless or a street person or whatever. Um, it was not one of your nine to five downtown types. Mm-hmm. And I guess that plays into just a little bit. But they said to um, they looked down at Ruby and said, "Wow, you lost in the gene pool." <laughs> I will say, and you tell me if this is a corgi thing, uh, Ruby's head was a lot larger than I expected it to be. It's almost like a caricature. Um, it depends. I've seen some corgis who have features, who have some really, like, have different features. Sunny is pretty, um, 
she's pretty evenly spread, but I've seen corgis that have really long noses or really big noses, or their eyes are really close together, or they have really big heads or like gigantic ears. So it depends. Those kids' toys, the Jack in a Box. Oh, uh huh. Where there's like the accordion like thing and it's a big head that pops out. That <laughs> or was, a brat doll. <laughs> that was Ruby yesterday. She has, she has quite a large head, but she's a sweetie. She was something. Aww. Um, all right. So the song I had heard over the weekend, uh, uh, mm-hmm. this, this is, a, it, I heard it's viral and it's everywhere on TikTok. Um, let me play some of this for everyone. Alex, you've listened to it, and it's going to feed back down the line for you, so just hang on one second. I'm mad at Disney, Disney. They tricked me, tricked me. Had me wishing on a shooting star. But now I'm 20-something. I still know nothing about who I am or what I'm not. So call me a pessimist, but I don't believe in it. Cause I felt sad love, I felt bad love Sometimes happy love turns into giving up I felt hurt love, but the word love What the hell is love supposed to feel like? What the hell? I think her name is Salem Elise, I might be mispronouncing that And mm. may- maybe I'm overanalyzing this And I have this loose theory that um, over the last like 20 some years, parents haven't ridden their kids as hard as maybe we got it from them, especially mm-hmm. in like single parent households, because one parent wants to make sure that, you know, they're the favorite and it, it gets complicated. And this isn't so much like helicopter stuff, but um, I'm listening to the song again. Maybe I'm overthinking, maybe I'm overanalyzing, maybe I'm missing the point of the lyrics, which I, I, I often do, but these jumped out at me, you know, pretty obviously. So you let Disney and their movies and Disney princesses craft your idea of what love is and no adult or older friend or sibling jumped in and said, no, 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 no. This is, this is not real. This is fairy tale. Like this is make believe. Similarly, how I grew up watching lots of superhero cartoons or Transformers. Like I never expected these cars to turn into anything, or for me to actually get bitten by a radioactive spider and then climb walls. I don't know if I. I just had people. Have I just intuitively understood this is this is TV. This is not real. Or someone had this talk with me, but I listened to this girl, and I'm sure this is a super popular song. So I'm sure there are others who had parents, or maybe they didn't have parents around or anybody around. I, I realize not everybody's situation is the same, but this girl obviously has been upset and disappointed many, many times in her life to make this big viral hit TikTok song. And I feel bad that nobody jumped in and said, "No, no, 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 this, this is not real. This is this is not the way it is." Um. So. Mm, yes, I see where you're going with this. I do feel like, first of all, this must be artistic expression from her, a lot like Disney. <laughs> I mean, for you to, for her to be putting all the blame on Disney and be like, um, you know, I'm a little fucked up and I blame Disney. That, that's, my, that's my interpretation of the song. I feel like it's a little extra because I agree that there is certain amount of, um, reality that you should always be attached to with something like this. I do feel like it is easier to understand that 
the Hulk is not real, Spider-Man, there's people don't jump from buildings, that's not real, then, you know, potentially Cinderella finding her love at the end of a movie or somebody relating to, um, I don't know, what is Ariel? Ariel was... A lady living, a talking mermaid under the sea? <laughs> okay, uh, no, but not, uh, no, no. But, you know, I mean... I get okay, yeah. I get, you I get my point. I get your yeah. point. There's a, there's a lot less real with superheroes and, and boy type things right. than, than there are. Like, I can buy that you, you will turn into a pumpkin at midnight. Like, there's some plausibility to that. It's easier to decipher that the superhero stuff is not real than the happily ever afters is not is also not reality, not realistic. So I would say at least I can I can I can relate to that. I experienced it myself where I got to a point where I'm like, my love life is not going to be a J-Lo romantic comedy. It's not going to be Cinderella. It just I'm not it's not Beauty and the Beast. You know, I'm not like locked up in somebody's castle and then I eventually fall in love with this person. <laughs> you know, in, in Beauty and the Beast, maybe there's a lot less plausible in Disney princesses than in superheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but, but I, can, I can say that when I was in my early 20s, I had come to the realization that I said, you know, and I think Disney started to trend that way as well, where they were realizing Happy endings for our films don't have to end in a male-female love story or like a happily ever after male-female. It could be, you know, in Frozen when Elsa and Anna realized how much they care for each other and they grew closer in the end and it didn't have shit to do with Sven, you know? Well, if, was forget, Sven the... Sven, I think. Forget about the, the the gender roles of it. Just the always happy ending nature of, of that mm -hmm. stuff in, in, in mm -hmm. general. Just like how... When you're a kid growing up and you're watching like primetime TV with your, with your, uh, with your parents, or when when primetime TV was a thing and you watched network TV, like there weren't always like the full house situations. Not mm -hmm. every the car didn't always get pulled out of the kitchen in full house. Like everything was a happy ending. They always caught the bad guy, and that's not life. And I, I, I get I'm, I guess I'm speaking very general here, and maybe this girl is being a little extra, or this is symbolism in some way, but it, it just strikes me as another situation where somebody didn't have a, a parent or an adult around to, to talk to them. And I get it that some of these things are very abstract, especially to small kids, but your job, nobody wants to hear the parentless person or the childless person talking about this, but... I'm a, an adult enough to know that you can talk to your kids in certain ways to make them explain things with, that are very abstract ideas that they can, they can understand. So they don't wind up as depressed 16-year-old kids filled with disappointment because things didn't work out the way they did in the movies. I also find that I think that there's a certain, there's a certain population of people um, that have a hard time taking accountability for their own you know, or responsibility for their part in it, where, Perfect. you know, and I think that I f I'm finding that that's happening to a lot of younger people. So people who are in their teens now, or maybe their early twenties and were in their teens in the last, you know, five, five or six years. But, um, there's this certain piece of accountability and responsibility that isn't there. So, you know, instead of somebody saying, you know, I have to understand that I'm going to have different experiences, good or bad. They're like, you know, I blame Disney because this was my expectation and it's not happening for me. And I'm disappointed and disappointed. Like, why would you, why would you make me feel like this is existing where it's like, mm, 
I don't know how much responsibility Disney has in that and how much right. you have. I'd argue none. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, the perfect segue. And he said this like 30 years or so ago. It's still applicable, although we can fill in some of the blank spots. So Charles Barkley, I remember in the mid-90s or something, he got arrested a couple of times. I think he threw a guy through a window. Charles Barkley used to go out and have some beers after games and stuff and be a little rowdy. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, I'm not a role model. Like, I'm not here to parent your... And I'm now I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the, the sentence was, I'm not a role model. Your parents yeah. are your role model. I'm not here to parent your, your kids. You are. Maybe I'm, I'm adding something to that, but the bottom line was I'm not a role model. And to a degree, athletes are, but you got to be able to parse it a little bit. Obviously, LeBron James is a much better role model than some other athletes. And, and go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I think it's important to be more realistic. So exactly like, you know, he has the right to say I'm not a role model. You know, I don't I didn't sign up to be your kid's role model. Like I'm, I signed up to do a job and I'm in the public and I have a responsibility to my image, but things happen, you know, shit happens. And I, it, Cardi B did the same thing when she made WAP, when WAP came out and, and everybody was all like up in arms. And she's like, I didn't make that song for your kids. I made it for you when you decide to get a fucking babysitter. <laughs> like, so, it, and, and I think like, I think more realistic conversations like that are important. I just listened in the on the I was running an errand today and Demi Lovato had a song. It's OK not to be OK. Yeah. More things like that. That's what the girls are listening to. That's what younger people are listening to. And I think that kind of message is very important because it's instead of like Taylor Swift, you know, twiddling her hair and talking about being in the back of a truck with a guy watching Sunset. Demi Lovato's talking about it's OK to be a mess. It's OK not to be OK. I appreciate that. Well, uh. We'll come back to Demi Lovato shortly because she might not be okay. <laughs> no, well, but you, I know that, but to, to take the the I'm not a role model um, back around to something, um, and you talking about certain people not taking accountability. I texted you the other the other day, like I'm with that song. I'm done with everybody under thirty, um, and I'm I'm glad that I was able to make some sense of it to you. If I would have had more of the summer memes and stuff, or or what I've seen in the, the last year or so, I would have sent it along. But I think I got the idea over to you. There are a lot of people who are like 26, 27, around your age, maybe even a little older, who have said, "I went to college." Mm -hmm. I got a degree, I went into massive debt, and now I don't mm -hmm. have a job. And now I'm mm -hmm. living at home with my parents. Mm -hmm. As if someone said, do A and B and C and you'll get D. Like, it's kind of like when I was growing up, I, I would hurt, when I would watch cartoons as a kid, it was G.I. Joe and, you know, the American dream, grow up and buy, go to school, get an education, college, all this stuff, get a house, have a family, and mm -hmm. granted, I was very different, and I marched to my own beat. I always have, and maybe that's where this makes me different. But I didn't think anything was promised to me, and we seem to have a, a, a nice 10 to 15-year age group, many of whom feel, I did this, this, and this, and now I've got this. Well, sorry, you know, there is no, this is not arithmetic. This is trigonometry. This is physics. This is quantum. Life is not fastballs. It's curveballs. And there are no promises. And there's a lot of people who are refusing to take accountability. Like, no, nobody forced you to go into a hundred grand worth of debt for a mediocre career that you didn't have the foresight to see that was going away because of 
artificial intelligence or mm-hmm. just that line of work was not going to be around in 10 years. Like you got to take some responsibility to go what I went into like me, what I do right now is probably going to be unrecognizable in 10 years. And I know that I know that the, the railroad tracks of traditional radio are running out and too many people went into massive debt for things that they couldn't monetize as quickly as they like. And you got to take some accountability for that. So I, I am with you on that. And then, and then I'll deviate from you on that. I agree in that you have to take responsibility and accountability for yourself. I do feel like I came up in the age, um, you know, I was in high school from like 04 to 08, that time frame, And I feel like there was, a, especially as a young black woman, there was a lot of pressure put on me that I had to perform. I had to get my, what college are you going to? Have you applied for colleges? Are you taking your pre-SAT? Are you taking your SAT? When are you scheduling this? When are you doing this? Because the goal was always, you have to get yourself a college education. And then I got myself a college education and I think the goalpost is moving a little bit to where now it's like, it doesn't mean anything. It does, I take that back. It does mean something. It has obviously afforded me really wonderful opportunities um, along with my hard work, but um, the goalpost has been moved a little bit and that when I when I believed that I was gonna work really hard and I was gonna you know accomplish this goal and it was gonna make things a little bit easier for me, that's not necessarily the case. And I'm not, I would, I agree with you on that I don't put that blame on other people but I think things evolve and our society evolves and our expectations and our economy evolve. And we can't like turn and blame someone else for why we did what we did, but we can certainly say that we were molded, our path was molded based on what our society and the economy was telling us we needed to do in order to achieve some sort of American dream like that, you know, whatever that looks like for you. I mean, if you were in a, at the time that I was in school, if you were not going to college and considering a trade, you were a bum. Yeah. If you weren't going to college at all, you were a freaking bum. And I, now, it would be embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now, whether it was just luck or interest or yeah. they were actually prescient, some of those people are making out really, really well. They didn't, absolutely they didn't go into because I was oh those kids. I think we uh, like the offsite school, the offsite trade school for us was Swenson. Like you looked at those kids like they were the stupid kids and life skills. It was life skills for us or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And I agree with you about the, the moving of the goalposts. And a lot of times there's nothing you can do about that because the, not a damn thing. Because I the, agree. The people that move the goalposts are the one percent. And mm-hmm. the, the best you can do is you you got you. You can know the game and play the hand that you're dealt. Life can be poker, not Blackjack, because I I was like you as well. I remember I got it all the time from my my grandma and my dad as well. You know, PSATs, SATs. This isn't good enough. Like you know, come on, let's see if we can get you a scholarship. This. So I got that, and I see why why you got it. And I feel bad that too many people were told go to college, get your degree, blankety blank, and you'll have this, mm-hmm. or at least felt mm-hmm. that they were promised that. But the reality is there are no promises. There are no certainties. It's life. And then you throw in things like what happened in 2008, and now what's happening mm-hmm. again. Like, I, I do have sympathy for people, I guess, your age, and you've been very fortunate, but yeah. you're also well-prepared. You have foresight. You de- don't take unnecessary risk. You have put yourself in a position 
to be less damaged and beat up by what's going on now than other people. And it, it is. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And granted, there are other factors out of people's control that play into that. But I, I don't know. I still think that there are ways you can control what you can control and you can manipulate the game around you. It, and I agree. And I think that there's also a certain you get to a certain point in life and when I say like to you guys listening, when I tell you I am in that moment right now, like I can't speak from any truer experience than right now where you just sit down and you're, you know, especially as a black woman, I'm constantly thinking about how I'm going to climb. I'm constantly thinking about what's my next move? Where am I elevating to next? And I'm not thinking about stopping. And now I'm to the point where I said, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm going to find happiness in yes. what I have because yep. I've worked really hard for it. I haven't celebrated any, ne like not anything. I can't keep putting off things because I say, well, I want to obtain this goal first or I want to do this. I'm just going to stop and be happy with what I have. And if, and you know, if I see an opportunity and it's some, it's a risk that I feel like I'm willing to take, then I'm going to do that. Cause I think that, um, I'm in this place where I'm like, should I be getting a master's degree? Is it necessary for me? I can't really accrue any more debt because I'm creeping up into six figures. But, you know, is this necessary for me? Do I need to do this? Am I, should I, you know, take this risk? And I'm like, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think so right now. I can't accrue that debt. We're ready to buy a house. You know, we're in that phase. And I'm like, I'm happy with what I have. But it is a real, but it's, it was molded, this idea and me having to overcome that, I think was molded from when I came up, you know, at, in my mid-teens and early teens and we were talking about colleges and there was pressure. That was why I had all my mental health experiences. There was so much pressure yeah. that I felt like I wasn't meeting those expectations and it tailspinned me, you know, it, it, it fucked me up, well, <laughs> to be honest. I hope that there's a positive from, from what's happening to people in the halo of your age mm -hmm. and the kids that are younger say, screw it. I'm not, I'm going to be a TikTok star and be set for life, but I'm going to go to a trade school and there's yeah. not going to be any stigma about it. I am, exactly. I am not going to take on a hundred thousand dollar education when I might not need it at all. And exactly. You have the experience to reflect back and you're older than, well, you're probably the same age or right around some other people, but some other people might not do the math like you that you just did here before us. And they're going to continue because something tells them, you know, to make more money, they're going to have to invest more in their education. Well, hold, hold on a second. Like, like I always say, let the math make the decision for you. And I, in some ways I feel like I've been sloppy trying to convey this, mm. um, or, or sl slightly ineloquent, but I'm, I, I would really like to dig in to people's personal experiences when they complain that they're in so much debt and they're blaming everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And and who are your, you know, if you are working for a place or you have your eye on an opportunity, try to reach out to those leaders. That's what I did specifically. I went to the leaders of my organization and I said, hey, this is what I'd like to do here. This is what I'd like to do within my career. How feasible is it that I can accomplish this without that graduate level degree? Or should I go certificate certifications? What, you know, where do you recommend me doing this? Because 
for those of you that are considering buying a house, they don't look at how much you're paying per month. I am in a special plan where I pay a certain amount of my student loans back. They look at just your debt and they charge, they ask 1% of that. And that's how much they'll say for your month, your debt income ratio. And so I got screwed. Like I can barely get a house on my own right now because of that. So I certainly am not going to be planning on adding another $30,000 in debt. And you have to think about those things before you go for it, you know, and there's without a guarantee that there's going to be return at the end of the day. You can pay yeah. that $30,000 and then you're going to be in another pool of tons of people with master's levels education that you may not get picked for, <laughs> for yeah. years. And so you really have to think about those things and where that what that means for your life and how, you know, assess that risk. And is that something you want to take? Should you take it? Do you have to take it? Sometimes the answer is no. You can be a you can have yourself a four year degree, a two year degree with experience and, and sh you have shown those skills and you've proven your worth and they'll take you with what you have. If you uh, were around your age, 24 or whatever, 23, 24, maybe just out of college when uh, 2008 hit and everything crashed, you know, older people, they're more risk averse. Mm -hmm. um, they can be a little stodgy and I'm talking about myself compared to, to younger people who are more forward thinking and progressive and they'll, they'll take risks sometimes unwise ones, some, but some, sometimes smart ones. And usually they have a better idea of what's coming down the line. So you've got to tap into that and, and look ahead. I, again, I, I hope people are learning from people your age from 08 and from all this going, okay, what's the best decision for now, but also mm -hmm. what's the best decision for five and 10 years from mm -hmm. now? Cause I, and maybe I've just had the good fortune of working in an industry for the last 15 years that has shrunk by large percentages year after year after year. And at the end of the, at the end of my day, I'm going to have to go, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to have to work somewhere. I don't necessarily want to do to wrap up my, my work life, but I knew that was coming and I never had a college degree to fall back on. Yeah. And I, and I think that it's just ask questions do your research like don't don't put your where what is your accountability and your responsibility on someone else it's yours yeah. so do your research ask your questions there are people like me that you know if you were to approach me on the street or if you're somebody that you know you may have seen me a couple times ask me and we can have a fluid conversation about it and i hope you can learn from it don't just put that on someone else, on boomers, on Disney, yep. on, you know, on whatever, you know, you, whatever was conditioned in your brain back in that time. And I only say that because I had to learn that from experience and get to the place that I am now where I'm like, Jesus, I'm 30 years old. And I'm like, okay, I've progressed mentally. <laughs> you know, I get it. I understand. Um, but it took a lot to get there. It does. It, it does. And there really is no, there is no substitute for experience. And that's why in, in my perfect org chart, it's people who are older and experienced and know all kinds of decisions, good and bad. And then you mm -hmm. mix that with younger people and who are, are forward thinking and progressive and will take risks and you fuse this all together and you have a, you have a great org chart. Mm -hmm. um, I remember to wrap this part of our podcast up, my, uh, so I went to three semesters of, of college and I didn't mm -hmm. go to the college where I got the scholarship from. from. So my dad was I didn't like, either. My dad was, I'd love to hear that from him. But he tells me <laughs> when I was not going to class the one semester, how much I cost him. And it was like 12 grand or something. 
And I was like, yeah, Dad, yeah. but I didn't keep going and cost all that other, all the other semesters that I may or may not have attended, and I got right into my career. And that silenced him for, for just a moment. And it actually, it, it, it is reality. Like, I didn't keep going after a, gri- a degree I didn't need to get in the profession I've now done for 20 years because I... I made the right decisions because like you've talked about, ask questions, do your homework. My dad said, okay, you have six months to get a full-time job. And if not, back to Temple. Thank God. Did you go to Temple? I did. Oh, I did not. I did the same thing. I got a scholarship to go to, you're going to kill me for this, to go to Case Western Reserve (laughs) for to play basketball and I didn't want to play. And I said, I'm not going, I'm not doing it. And I ended up going to, um, UC Cincinnati and I dropped out my first semester because mentally I just wasn't there and I said I, I can't afford to waste the money yeah. so I, I came back home and wasted my money in community college because I still wasn't ready but it's <laughs> and a then, lot cheaper <laughs> yeah it's a lot cheaper but it was you know and I and I talked to people about that the, the gap year the term gap year did not exist in 07, 06, 07, 08 it does now and I'm like do it yeah. do it and because this is a lot of money and you have yep. to know where you fit what you're ready for before you commit to something like this because you will never get through it you won't get through it you won't be dedicated you'll waste that time like just you know take that take your time take your time with that i don't know what the percentages are of people who go through college and change their majors i know when i was in the college mindset it was like half of people changed mm-hmm their majors or a lot of people puttered around with like a liberal arts something or other. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm off base, but you're a thousand percent right. These like, I think it was like 5,000 a semester at Temple for me to go. And that was in state. So that's pretty inexpensive. And it's like, I think all college costs are like double now or have gone up a, a massive percentage. So to mm-hmm. your point, if you're not certain or if you're not really honed in, mm-hmm. Don't go spend that money at all because it's too much. T- <laughs> no way. It's too have big the, of a chunk of money. Have that educated conversation with your family or whomever is supporting you um, or your school leaders. You know, have that have that conversation. Understand the you know what that means for you when you're 30 and 40 and 50 you know what I mean? Understand what that could mean for you. And that's why I feel like it's so, and that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But at 18 years old, you know, these young kids, cause you're still a kid, whether legally you're an adult or not, you're still a kid. Um, and you're expected to commit to a, a potential education, commit to debt, you know, get a credit card. Like, you know, all of these expectations are put on you when you're nowhere near ready. You're, you're just se- not. You're 17. You're still sending nudes with your face in <laughs> And you're going to make a $15,000 decision? Get the hell out of here. I still want my mom to schedule my doctor's appointments. Like, fuck. <laughs> all right. We've, uh, we've gone long today. So are you want to be on tomorrow, Tuesday? Yeah, sure. What time? Okay. Oh, we'll discuss that later. We'll figure it out. We'll do the Demi stuff tomorrow because uh, Demi Demi's song is very good with Marshmallow. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, she, yeah she she's going to need that. Yeah, she might be living that thing right now. <laughs> she's going to need to practice what she preaches, poor thing. Yeah, I, I think she's living it right now. So yeah. uh, her next song should be I Got Medicated or I'm Going to Stay in Rehab or whatever it should be. I wonder how many people told her that wasn't a good idea before she did it. Very self-fulfilling, right? <laughs> yeah. She spoke it in. She sung it into existence. Yeah, may it produce a really good album, 
and All sobriety. Uh, long-lasting sobriety. Right. Long-lasting sobriety. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you later, okay? Bye. Hey, don't go anywhere because Janet Amid is here because it's a Monday and her psychic event is this weekend. How is this? Much better. Thank you. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm good. Sorry for the subtle confusion. I, uh, I There's something else I forgot about today. Like, nothing that's not manageable, but juggling a lot of things. And I know you've got a busy schedule. And I know people that's do okay. enjoy, people do really enjoy hearing you. Um, so, yeah, we're not, not on the air anymore. But I got to tell you, um, I was always kind of reluctant to post the article in the Blade explaining everything. Because there was kind of a negative headline. Um, but oh, I was really in, like what Q105 ditches local programming or something like that. Um, but uh, I was able to steer things and I didn't even consider this. So, uh, but it gave a good pop to the podcast. So, oh, I was very pleased by that. It, it certainly uh, it jumped up the podcast numbers because, uh, you know, people like long form content. So here we are. Yeah, they do. Well, it's always great to hear your voice. We have my psychic event coming up October 4th. We're still going to be on with it, so yeah. that's not going away. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's this Sunday. This Sunday at the Mommy Pinnacle, and it's going to doors open 830. We just set everything up yesterday at the Mommy Pinnacle, so everything's already set up, ready to go. It's going to be so fun. We have on the patio area, we have refreshments, coffee, uh, desserts. We have all kinds of stuff. People can sit out there. They can have some fun if it's not raining, I hope. But um, otherwise, we're we're good to go. And it looks like it's going to be an amazing event. We, we're getting a lot of feedback about it. When was so the, I'm excited about that. When was the original date? I forget. I know it's been pushed a it, couple of it times. It was August 16, and before yeah. that, it would have been like March something. Yeah. And we had to set it down. It was March 29. So we had to set it down. But now, October 4th is a go. Like I said, we worked five hours to get everything set up. We are practicing social distancing. So we're very cautious. We have, we're like, when people want to, want to sign up, they're, they're, they're in a certain space and place. But it's, it's going to be really fun. And again, my ex husband's going to be at the front at the front lines, uh, taking the admission of $5 and all that other stuff. But it's going to be great. And we, we had a lot of, so we have made some really good readers, psychics, uh, clairvoyants. I'm going to be there and you're going to be there too. So you better not, not show. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, I guess that's, so I'm going to blame Floyd for this because so Floyd's got, Floyd was invited to a, to do a big thing at Hamburger Mary's on the docks. All Saturday oh. night. So I will have to manage my alcohol intake, but I know I owe you some visits. You do, but you know what? If you do show up, I mean, I'm there till late. Come in later even, because I would okay. love to see you. And the Pinnacle's just like one exit away from me. So I, I, I mean, I have no excuses, but you know me, I'm very good at making excuses. Oh, not really. Don't you're good. You've always been pretty open about it. You'll say I can't do this, I can't do this, so it's good. Well, this is why I, I wouldn't even worry about it. But what... I even if you show up like we close down about 4:30 because I'm trying to keep it an easy day. But um, I'm going to be there, so it's not a big deal. It's so I'm there till like 4:35 o'clock. And then another reason why I have no excuse, the Eagles play at night, 
So it's not even like I can say I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm on the phone with my dad. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best because um, I know you've worked hard to put this thing together now. And I have. I have worked my twice. butt off and we have so many. It's There's just a lot to do with these things. I mean, you're dealing with all kinds of personalities, uh, readers, you know, divas. Yeah. I'm one of the divas. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. The diva managing the other divas. Um, oh, I my think God. I'm such a diva. I had lunch with an attractive Dark-haired friend of mine. My lab. little Juliana. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had lunch. She's amazing. She loves you. I she lo- just thinks you're the the bomb. She she's, is. Juliana is so sweet. She is like the most adorable person. She's like uh, God. She's like my little sister. And then when I drink too much, she's like my 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 wife. I'd always have. So she, I love her. We you don't have lunch with me. You're like, yeah, we'll have coffee. Yeah, we'll have coffee. We'll do it. Never, never, never. I've never had lunch with you. I've only had coffee with you. Well, she's, first of all, you would always throw lunch out. Like, me, you, and Pam, we'll go out. And it never materialized. Juliana, her work moved, and she works now near near Churchill, so right near the Pinnacle, so she's an exit away. When and where? Tell me. You know, I've got my mornings free now. Oh. Mm, Yeah, I go into work late now. Oh, that's great. So we're going to be on again, like, around this time next time? You know, like... I don't know. Uh, around... I, I, I don't know. So Floyd is in flux because he's trying... He's, like, the only reliable one in a store. So they gave him a ton of hours. And if I can... If I can not come in and do a split day, not even though it's only like, like an hour in the morning, um, we'll, we'll just figure it out. Not, not I prefer... I prefer later in the day. I know, because you're an eye doll. You'd like to sleep in. I do. I really am. I, I've never changed in that direction. So I've always been somebody who likes the, the I, I love to go to bed late on Sundays and get up, you know, and that's, that's always been my thing. All right. Well, we'll, I, I want to, I appreciate, I, I never take for granted everyone wanting to be on this and keep this thing going. Cause it's very important to me and, and to others as well. So whatever works I'll best for everybody. I'll follow you wherever you go. So you know that. Um, so what, what's what's going on? It's weird. I looked up in the sky the other day. Not that I'm up in the middle of the night anymore, so I don't see it as much. But it feels weird. We haven't had a, like a big moon for a while now, and that that's we've had a big moon a lot this year. Well, there's a lot going on astrologically. We have a lot of things happening. We still have this retrograde um, hitting us, and this retrograde sucks. It's just crazy. It's a Mars retrograde. So what happens with that is people are feeling a lot of aggression. I just had my clients leave right now, and they're saying, oh, my God, you you were so right. This is happening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it really, um, it really is a stressful cycle with everything going on, you know, with the, with the planets and everything. People are feeling the heat of this aspect. And one of the things that I wanted to mention about this more than anything else, um, you know, the moon is really close to transiting Jupiter and Saturn. And what that means is, is that this is a good time for manifestation, putting some ideas out there. This is a good time for that. This is a good week to really get yourself together. And the other aspect of this, too, is we have a full moon coming up October 1st in the sign of Aries, which is around the corner. So we, this is, what it, what is this going to be like Thursday, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Thursday night. So the night before, we're going to feel the effects of it, which is a very intense full moon. Whenever the full moon occurs, it's when the sun and moon are opposition to the, you know, to the, well, to each other. So we feel the heat of this transit quite a bit. And so I feel like with this transit going on, it's crazy. We feel the brunt of it. There's a lot of intensity in the sky. So it's there's a lot happening right now, and it's definitely...
definitely, you know, something that we just need to be aware of and, you know, and realize this is a crazy cycle. So a lot of things happening with the world. It's not, um, you know, it, it's, it's not anything major that we can't control. It is definitely there. So I see it being uh, an aspect whenever the full moon kicks in, along with Mars retrograde for Capricorns, Aries, Libra, Cancers, need to be watchful of that. Decision-making at this time is something we absolutely need to be conscientious of it. You mentioned uh, kind of brainstorming or considering new ideas. Do you remember our little friend, Philip? Yeah, I love Philip. Oh, my God, he's so cute. So uh, he and Danny, they went to Stonehenge last week, and uh, it was his birthday. Philip is now 30, 33 years old. Same oh, age wow. as my brother. Um, yeah, our little Philip, all grown up now and naked on the internet. Uh, but I actually ran some stuff by him because he is now one of my one of my confidants. Like you are, like uh, you spoke to Alex last week. I have my my inner circle of people. There are my friends, and then there are also other people who I'm like these people can offer me good insight and good direction. And I threw some things like that at Philip, and he was uh, he was throwing some things back at me to consider as I uh, look beyond certain things. So he's he's there now. It's his birthday, and I did exactly what you suggested: throw some ideas out there, see what you can get the stick. Yes, this is well. It's okay, but manifest it. I mean, I mean, actually go with everything. Like basically, after November thirteenth, try not to do anything. Um, you know, like till that, till that aspect. Me, you know, I mean. Or anybody. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I just feel like if you do something under a retrograde, you have to make sure that you are really taking the right time to do all this. This is not a great time, you know, to to start anything major until it's at the right point with everything. That's what I'm saying. That's like when my dad used to say when I was a teenager, he would say, never make a decision when you're angry, upset, or having sex. Oi, I don't know about the sex. I, I, as I got older, I think, I think that was just his way of like make, putting an exclamation on things. But as I got older, I was like, who the hell decides anything during sex? So. Oh my God. A lot of people. Trust me. As you get older, that happens for sure. I know. And and some people let the L word slip out during that, right? Oh yeah. Or, well, I mean, anything can be said in passion. I mean, there's no question about that. I think that was, that was Barry's point. Um, yeah. So, all right, I, uh, a couple of people have, have checked in with some questions for you. and um... Well, again, you know, Jamie's asking about, will my ex and I reconnect? Will it work? Okay, but there's no birth date with the ex. All I have is her birth date. So I'm not going to be able to give her a complete answer because it's like people saying, you know, how, how are we compatibility-wise, and then I don't have the other – so I have half the picture. Well, maybe so if, I don't if, know, if to she, be honest with you, Jamie. I don't know. You're asking me about yourself and who's your ex. I have Is he a Gemini, Cancer? I have no idea. Well, if she's a shit show, – Hold on, time out. If, if she's a shit show, you can kind of figure out that it might not work out. Well, I know, but, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to a dentist, you take your teeth. So I, I'm I don't. going to a – you're going to an astrologer without birth information. How am I going to give the answer? I've been to. But do- I would probably. 
I've, huh? I've been to Dr. Frankel before without teeth, and he's still... Oh, my God. He is amazing. I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the best yeah. guy in the world. Yeah. And Pam is amazing, too. No, no. Yeah, John is so genuine, but we don't need to get on that. He well, is amazing. Well, I'm just saying, I went to him with no teeth. He did his job. I'm giving you only one birthday. You figure out a way. You can do it. You're well, there's, 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 well, I don't know how to compare her to the All other right, person, fine. but I will say I will say she's in her Saturn return. I think she asked me before. She, she I think she did, because I remember, you know, I have a photographic memory. You do? So she's a Taurus. Taurus people don't like to let go of people. They like consistency. So she's, you know, according to her chart, um, she self-sacrifices. She'll, she won't leave. It's, it's going to, he has to be the one that makes a decision because she'll hang in there no matter what. So according to her chart, it's all about he, him making that decision because, Jamie, you're not going to leave. I just know it because your relationship signs in Pisces. You're a Taurus. So, and you don't let go of anything. So my, my question will be the next time we talk send me his birthday along with yours but according to your chart the guy rules this guy is ruling the whole situation from what i see here so my my guess would be you know she needs to work on maybe working on herself a little bit to let go of something because yes. she doesn't know how to walk away yes and the other one is um this is haley uh, is my dream home going to be more than I can afford? I don't know what you can afford, but I will say she has a tendency to spend a lot more money than she should, so she does need to work on that. She's a hard worker. I love Jenna's chart because Jen – no, I'm sorry, Haley. Haley's chart – because she is one of these people that she's not going to do something halfway. It's not her style. So she's very good at what she does. I would say if you're signing papers, Haley, make sure you do it after November 13th. Don't do it right away immediately because um, the, the retrograde is not the best time to be making any changes. And the, but I would, I would really say with her being Haley is a Virgo and Virgos are very methodical analytical um, they're just really precise with anything they do but she also has her moon sign emotions and a very loving fun sign which says I enjoy life I love to have a good time I'm always going to try to do the right thing no matter what I do that's Haley she's very you know so she's very concrete a little OCD you're not going to buy something you can't afford that's the bottom line so I definitely see that with you and Jenna is wants to move out west. Definitely, definitely. Again, the retrograde is hitting right on all your planets. I mean, all of them. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things getting hit all at one time. I'm saying, honey, if that's something you want to do, that's wonderful. But definitely wait till at least after Christmas, maybe the first of the year to make that decision. Because I am foreseeing that around uh, January, February, something could pop up that could change your mind about doing this. So I'm just putting that out there. Avoid the fires. There don't, you go. Don't go near the fires. Yeah. yeah. There's some nice nice emails here yeah. from these young young the, ladies. I these are these are dedicated people that follow the uh that like you have your Janet Amid page, there's the Eric Chase page and there's a trove of people to dive into who enjoy hearing you and your insight. And there's a lot of people who, who don't even reach out but they they enjoy listening to you and that's why we're buddies and that's why you're part oh, of this. Thank you. The uh, the page is Eric Chase and the Fam and you are in the Fam. Oh, well there's some you've always had amazing um people that respond to us which I think is great. So I feel like um, I'm always happy to give them advice. But, but I will say this again. If you're asking about something involving a partner, 
please make sure to include that person's first name and birth date. Even if you want to give a fake name, that's okay. Um, just give a name so I know what I'm looking at to compare to. But according to, like, for example, Jamie, she's definitely a Taurus. Taurus people, not Jamie, I'm sorry. Was it Jamie? The first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jamie. She's, um, she's definitely compassionate, kind. I love her chart. She's very sweet. Um, I just th- I feel bad for her because she does not like change. And Tauruses are going through breakups right now, which is not easy because well, Taurus people I told are you, feeling the heat. I told you about my and thing. A a couple, what, I told you about my thing a couple weeks ago, right? No, because you haven't had coffee or lunch with me, so no. I wouldn't know. I I made I had a lapse in judgment, and it severed the dating, the, even though it was very loose. I severed that uh, because of my Aww. own mistake. So whatever. Oh, you have to tell me about that. Yeah, it's over now. Nothing to worry about. It's over and done. Well, with. I know, but you know the thing with you is, I could see any girl being lucky to date you because you're so sweet and you have you your psychology of life is is wonderful. I love that about you. So I think if that it didn't work out, if something lapse in judgment caused this, then obviously that people make mistakes. And maybe you just have to backpedal and just, you know, maybe look at the situation in a different light. Should Juliana and I date? I actually mentioned it to her. What'd she say? <laughs> I said to her, I, I, too, I would love to see you two get together. And she goes, I think he's great. I love him. But we have such a great friendship. Yeah. Huh, does that mean that she doesn't find me attractive at all? She thinks you're adorable. We both do. Well, of course, I look at you as my my little brother. But she, I said, I said, God, I said, he's adorable. She goes, oh, I know. She said, but we have the best friendship, and I don't want to sever that. It would you know? be- so she was really more cautious about that because Juliana is such a – she's darling. She's cute. I think she's kind of like your type. It would, but uh, I do think – It would be like hooking up with my sister. That's what I mean. And she kind of said the same thing. She said, I just, we have the best friendship in the world. And I, I think she would be afraid to ruin that or to have something go by the wayside. I think, I think I've told you this about her before. Like I, we, we click because when we go someplace, we both have that. All right, let's get the fuck out of here attitude. Like our timing yeah. is in key. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said that too. Cause I saw her at a party and um, and I was telling her, I said, I had a party Saturday with some amazing girls. It was fun. They were all really great. Were they naked? And um, so she said, I, I asked her, she was my last client, and I said, who sat down at this party? And she just said, I said, God, you guys should date. She didn't say anything about you having a breakup, anything like that. She just said, oh. I said, you two should get along, go, go out. And she said, well, it's like, you know, he's my best friend. I really think the world of him. That's how she was saying that. She me, didn't so. uh, She didn't know about this or she, the only updates, she had some, she knew some things that was going on with who I was dating. She would see the random floozies come into the apartment, but obviously I'm gone now. She can't see that. Uh, yeah. Well, she, yeah. you know oh what, God. but you're not, you're very respectful towards women. I know that. I know right. you enough to know that. Yeah, I give them the door code so they can help themselves in and out as quickly as possible. Anyway. Oh, um, stop. I'm going to smack you. I will, uh, I will, you can smack my butt. I will look for the full moon. Remember we have the October 4th, this Sunday psychic event. Please try to let your friends know that we're, we're, we're getting people in. It's going to be busy. We're watching the count as we get people in. So we have, we have, I think we can allow 300 people total. 
So the first 240 are allowed in because we have like about 60 people of our own working the events and everything. So we, the sooner the better. We're there till 4.30. So All right, last thing. Mommy Pinnacle. Co- is there a cost and is there more on your Facebook page, well, your website, phone number? $5 admission, which is, you know, because that gets you in. There's all these vendors. There's some food, like I said, on the patio. Um, the readers you pay individually for, we have people set up for that. And um, which is which we don't charge a lot for the readers. And there's psychics, clairvoyance, there's massage, uh, healing, Reiki. We have, a lot, we have two great Reiki people that are going to be there. Okay. So it's going to, and also we do something called crystal consciousness, access consciousness with crystals, and that's going to be kind of neat too. But we have a lot of really good um, good people there. I only choose the best. Okay. Um, I know you, I owe you coffee. You owe me like months of back rubs because you haven't been allowed here. So. <laughs> I know it's I, been so long. I, well, let me give you my number out there, 419-882-5510. That's my number at the office, 419-882-5510. Janet Amid at AOL.com if you have any questions about the event. You and I need to get together more than likely after the event event because okay. I'm so busy with it. All right. So definitely we'll get together. How's that? And give Chris a call. Tell him that you're thinking about him. Oh my God, I love him. I, I just know. referred somebody to him. Is he still Good. seeing clients? I think so. He's uh, he's back out doing some traveling, but just uh, not like leaving the country. So, yes, well, yes I, he I is. have a client who's in California. He's kind of an A list person. Mm. You know, I deal with the stars and all that. And I talked with this. I've been having this client as a long time, and you know, and he um, called me and he's looking for a therapist. I said, you know what? You need to go to this guy. He's amazing. Yep. He's the best. Uh, I think Chris is like one of the best family therapists out there. I mean, ever. He's just amazing. Thousand percent. All right, you hot piece of psychic clairvoyant. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later this week. Okay. Okay, honey. We'll talk soon. Take All care. Right. Let me know about next week. Okay. We'll do. Bye. Bye.